Welcome back to The Brazen Truth. I'm Tiffany Cater, and this is the podcast where we talk about morality, sexuality, and spirituality according to the Bible. Now, the last couple of weeks I've been preparing, um, well, the last couple of months, really, I've been preparing for uh, VSG, vertical sleeve gastrectomy surgery, and which I had in Tijuana, Mexico. I've been talking to you guys a little bit about my struggle with gluttony, addiction, um, and uh, just talking about how real it is and how destructive it is and what the Bible says about it. In this episode, I'm going to go into more detail about my experience in Tijuana and, um, you know, just a couple of things that God has put on my heart. So let's get to it. Okay, so um, I kind of want to start at the beginning. I know back in like, I don't know, maybe July, I started to pursue this um, option uh, after struggling and trying to break this addiction with binge eating um, or addiction to sugar or both and um, lose some weight and get healthy. Um, and when I, the more I tried, it seemed like the more I tried to lose the weight and the more weight I gained. So it was kind of backfiring on me and I kind of needed some sort of a rehab, like drug addicts, obviously, you know, drug addicts, alcoholics, they go to rehab. It doesn't always work. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes they relapse afterwards, but a lot of times it's a tool that really helps, um, a lot of addicts get free. So this is kind of my approach to um, getting weight loss surgery. Uh, I had tried going through my insurance and I was denied um, because my BMI was not high enough without a comorbidity, um, which, you know, I probably had. I just hadn't gone through any of the testing of sleep apnea, etc. Um, so I, uh, you know, I... I was able to get approved, but I didn't feel good in my heart about um, the way I got approved. I um, I kind of, I was a little deceitful, and I don't want to go into detail because, you know, lawsuits and, you know, insurance fraud and whatnot. But um, <laughs> just kidding. It wasn't as serious as all that, but I just didn't feel at peace in my heart about it. So um, I, uh, I had been following this person, um, I forget her name, it's like Erin something, and her YouTube channel is My Level 10 Life, and she had surgery in Mexico um, by the same doctor that I went to, and um, she just, you know, she had awesome tips, she's um, very smart, very wise, she prays, um, and she was very disciplined, and um, she she came on very consistently on her YouTube channel and gave direction, gave advice, and um, gave what her experiences were, and she lost like 150 pounds or something crazy like that. Looks great now. Um, but it's always interesting to see someone who had no self-control before really develop self-control. And maybe, she, I don't know, maybe she had it before, but she developed self-control when it comes to preparing, when it comes to cooking, when it comes to um, reading, when it comes to being organized. She's very organized, very disciplined. And I really admired 
that about her. Um, She doesn't seem like the type of person like myself to just do things spontaneously. I'm very spontaneous and um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a daredevil. That's not a good thing. Well, I guess sometimes it's fun, but it's definitely not a good thing all the time. Um, But she's not like that at all. She's very prepared. Um, So I had already been following this person for like a year watching her videos and stuff. Um, And uh, another friend of mine sent me a link to the same doctor that she used unrelated. She this my friend did not know I was following this other woman. So, you know, I kind of felt like that was a confirmation that I should pursue this. Um, I his name is Dr. Ortiz, Tijuana, Mexico. Uh, EOC something is the name of the hospital. He owns a hospital. Um, So I I scheduled my surgery. And um, about a a little over a month later, I was in Tijuana, Mexico. I took my mom, um, you know, when we first got to Mexico, I'll kind of run you guys through what what exactly my experience was. So here in the States, you go have surgery. The next day, they boot you out of the hospital. You come home to recover. Call them if you have any problems, you know, or something similar to that. Um, but this, this place, so you go a day in advance. You take a companion. Um, it's like $4,500 if you're going to get the vertical sleeve, and it's all-inclusive. So it, in, well, I guess not all-inclusive, but it includes um, a place for you and your companion to stay. Um, the first night is at a hotel. This hotel is a nice hotel. Um, and the, t- the second two nights are in the hospital, which, um, you know, your companion, it- it's a hospital, okay? You know those little tiny beds that they make your husband sleep on at the hospital when you give birth? Those are kind of what they have set up there for your companion while you're at the hospital. Um, but, uh, you know, after the two days in the hospital, then you spend the remainder days, so what, three, three, four, five, six... Uh, yeah, two more nights. Yeah, two more nights um, in the uh, hotel that you stayed at the first night. So it's really, it's really nice. And it covers a lot and $4,500, man, that, that, that's a lot for um, covering not only the surgery, not only the doctor's bill, um, not only the hospital stay, but also um, just this awesome hotel that this awesome resort well it's kind of a hotel slash resort I don't know if it's resorty enough to be a resort but yeah it's nice um so uh yeah so the first night we got there was a Tuesday night um we flew to San Diego and then after that we got picked up by a shuttle and we were taken to a hospital in Tijuana, Mexico. It really took us like, I don't know, I want to say like 20 minutes to get over, you know, over into Tijuana from San Diego. It was a super quick trip. And I was impressed by that. You know, I know going into Mexico is always easier than coming out of it. But um, really coming out of Mexico was this was similar. Um, But when we went into Mexico, we went straight to this really nice hospital. Um, We got our blood drawn. We got an EKG. We got um, a lung scan. um, And, uh, you know, they took all of our vitals and whatnot just to make sure that we were healthy enough for surgery, which I think is really awesome that they just don't jump into it to take your money. They really care about you there. I was very impressed. Um, You pay like an $80 fee for the lung scan, but that's it. Um, which is unheard of here in the States. That's pretty awesome. Um, And um, 
yeah, so after that, they took us to the hotel. We got checked in. We had a relaxing night. They had live music. They have all kinds of things you can do there. I was on liquid, um, on liquid pre-op diet. So I, you know, going to Mexico, you're used to the tacos. You're used to the margaritas. You're used to the choritos with the chamoy and the lemon and all of those things. And they're, of course, they're everywhere. You see this stuff everywhere. So I'm not going to lie. I definitely, definitely miss that stuff. But it's going to be worth it. It was worth it. And I'm excited about it. So we went, um, I took my mom, we stayed the night, the next morning, we went to the hotel. It's crazy, because the next morning, we woke up and we, you know, did our devos and and got ready and stuff to leave. And my mom says, you're going to be the second person up for um, surgery. And we just kind of laughed. Yeah, like, let's call it. Yes, claim it in Jesus name. Yeah, second person sounds nice, because then at least you're not the first person, you know, the doctor's getting warmed up and not and whatnot. Um, And then you're also not the last person, the doctor's super tired and whatnot, you know, and this doctor guys, this doctor does a lot of surgeries every day, which I mean, it's kind of cool because you know he has a lot of practice. You know he's doing this all day, every day. He does like 20 a day or something crazy like that. But he is really good at what he does. And some people opt out of surgery in the U.S. um, just to come to this doctor. But anyway, so she claimed we're going to be second in line. And um, so uh, we went to the hospital. And guess what? I was second out of like everyone scheduled for that day, which was a lot of people. I was the second person. And, um, you know, we got hooked up to our IVs. They started giving us some fluids. And um, then after that, they took us to the waiting room. The, the Well, the waiting room is the room that you go into right before surgery. And um, I made this really awesome friend there. I made a lot of friends there. It's really cool. You kind of develop this bond. Like everyone's nervous. Everyone's scared. Everyone's super excited um, as well for just this hope that they're being given. It's not a quick fix. And you quickly realize that as you start your pre-op diet. You start your pre-op diet two weeks before your surgery. And it's hard. It's a liver shrinking diet. So it's super, super strict. And if you don't follow it to a T, they might just tell you you can't have surgery because your liver's too fatty. And I did have a fatty liver before. So, you know, I, I had to stick to it. I had to be faithful to it every moment of every day. And um, it was really hard. And two weeks, when you think about it, it's like, you know, that's small. Of course, anyone can do a diet for two weeks. But it's not just that. It's after the surgery, too. After the surgery, it's really hard work. And I'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, I made a lot of good friends. Um, Leticia, I don't know if you're listening to this, but um, you know, I love you. Surgery sisters for life. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I had this really great roommate. You do have another person. Well, sometimes, sometimes I guess you get your own room, but um, they had a lot booked uh, for this for the day that I went. So I shared a room with um, this awesome girl named Leticia. I say girl, but really, she's my age um, woman. But we're really just girls in our hearts. <laughs> but um, anyways, her family was awesome. Her parents were there. Um, we pretty much talked about Jesus the whole time. It was just really a, an amazing bonding moment. Um, we prayed. We After the surgery, we were both in a lot of pain. 
Um, so we went through that together. Um, so after the surgery, you know, they wake you up after putting you under, right? And they kind of like slap your face a little bit, not hard, just trying to get you to wake up to make sure you're okay. You have to kind of sit up a little bit and, you know, and then they send you on your way and you kind of doze off again and wake up in your um, hospital room. And when you wake up, when I woke up in my hospital room, I was in excruciating pain. I couldn't stay still because that's how much pain I was in. I just kept kind of kicking my legs futilely, like not knowing what to do with this pain. Um, And uh, my mom was amazing. And she went and she like found the doctor. She well, she tried to go to the. (laughs) She tried to find the pharmacy and get extra medicine because she's a nurse. So she tried to find a pharmacy and get me some extra medicine to make me feel better. But of course, she got she got blocked um, by the nurses and stuff. But they did alert the doctor and she talked to the doctor and um, they were able to give me something that was took the pain away. After that, I woke up like maybe an hour later. And of course, the discomfort, the pain was there, but it was a lot less severe um, so that I could function mentally, you know. And um, as soon as I got up, um, you know, I you have all this air, they pump you full of this air so that they'll have so that they'll have room to operate. Um, so I had all this air still inside of me. And that causes a lot of pain. So I had to get up, I had to walk around, I had to, you know, dry heave several times. I'm sorry if that's TMI, but you know, this is real talk. Um, But yeah, so that was my experience. After that, after like the first couple of hours, guys, it was really not bad at all. Like, I was sore, I was tired. um, But that was pretty much it. Um, You're not able to eat like anything. I ate a ton of ice chips. And um, But yeah, after that, your clear liquids, the next day, they, you know, took our vitals again, they made sure everything was on the up and up. Um, They had been pumping us full of fluids this whole time, and they released us to go back to the hotel. Now at the hotel, you have nurses there that take care of you as well. So that was really nice being able to have them I didn't really have to utilize them much, um, except to change my bandages. But you know, um, they gave us antibiotics. They gave us um, some mild painkillers, which is really all I needed. Um, and um, that was it. That was it, guys. Um, on um, Sunday, I came back. Sunday morning, we, we came across the border. We ended up being like eight hours early to our flight um, to the airport. But, um, you know, better early than late. And um, it was a smooth, like I said, it was a smooth drive across from um, Tijuana, Mexico to San Diego. Uh, the border patrol pe- or the, um, the border didn't really stop us. I mean, they looked at our passports and then we just kept on moving. Uh, we did have medication with us, too, that had been prescribed to us by the doctor. Um, and that didn't cause any issues because we had a prescription. Um, and the same thing for the flight back from San Diego to Phoenix, we had that medication with us, but we had a prescription. So, you know, it really was not as scary and terrifying as I was kind of expecting it to be. Um, Not that, you know, I was born in Mexico, not that I have any, okay, 
<laughs> I was going to say not that I have any fear of going to Mexico, but yeah, I kind of did. I kind of did because, um, you know, I was born in Mexico, but since COVID, things have been kind of weird. You know, uh, tourism hasn't been what it what it used to be in Mexico. And there's been some really scary stories. I know even my sister and my brother-in-law got stuck in Mexico for like three or four days, um, almost exactly a year ago. And you guys probably know that if you guys are familiar with my family, but um, they went across the border. They had a couple of um, uh, bullets in the glove compartment that were left in there, and they were headed to Rocky Point. The wet there was no weapon, but just a couple of bullets, and um, they got arrested, taken to jail. They had to pay like ten thousand dollars or something crazy like that just to come home. Um, they had my sister's ankles shackled to a bunch of other cellmates. Um, they were women, but I mean, it, it, it was a scary ordeal. Um, so going to Mexico, uh, me and my mom going to Mexico, it was kind of a big step for my family and it could not have gone better. God's hand was on us the entire time. He gave us peace. He gave us joy. He was on the doctors. He was on the nurses. Speaking of the nurses, guys, I, I have never had such good um, service from nurses before in my life as I did in Mexico. They were so sweet and so kind and understanding and not pushy or rude or, you know, uh, dismissive at all. They were just, they were awesome. Um, I didn't speak, I don't speak hardly any Spanish. I know some cuss words in Spanish, but <laughs> that's about it. And some, you know, food that I like, but neither of those came in handy this trip. Um, but uh, they they didn't speak English. I think maybe one of the nurses spoke English, like the night nurse or something. But other than that, most of them didn't speak English, which was totally fine because they somehow already knew what I was talking about. Obviously, you can tell um, there's a universal pain language, and that's crying. Um, so... <laughs> They they took really, really good care of me, and I was super impressed. But yeah, so when we got to the airport, um, it was kind of cool because we did have to wait a really long time, but there was another surgery sister of mine named Lacey that I got to hang out with in the airport and talk to, and you know, I love talking to people, um, and um, you know, it was just, it, it seemed kind of like a divine, um, a divine appointment. Um, because we talked for hours, we walked around, we prayed, and um, it was it was really good. Um, and then we flew home, and that that's been pretty much it. I've been recovering since on liquid diet, um, drinking this bone broth. Okay, so there's um, sorry this I don't want to forget to mention this because this place is awesome. Um, if you guys are ever going to do this surgery or if you guys just want to be super healthy and go on a bone broth cleanse, there's this place called um, the broth bar. And it's super cool because they do bone broth and um, bone broth, if you guys don't know, is super duper good for you, has all kinds of nutrients in it, and it's just really good for you. But it doesn't always taste good. Like I've tried making it at home and one time it tasted okay and the other time it was like, ugh, like this is not good. Um, but this place, they make it, They you can you can choose different kinds of broth with different kinds of flavoring like mushroom or 
Um, they have different things that you can try with it. Um, but the, this place makes it and it is so good. It's delicious. And right now, all I can do is drink liquids. So it gives me protein. It gives me like the collagen and the all the vitamins for healing. And it's just really and it tastes good. So um, it, it, before that, I was using like, you know, ramen packages and, um, you know, this this um, protein powder that I got off, got off of Amazon and it was just horrific um, and really probably not very good for me either. But uh, this broth bar place um, was just it's awesome. Bone broth, the bone broth, the bone broth bar, something like that. But they also have like smoothies and stuff there, too. So definitely check it out. I think it's in Chandler. Um, but, uh, my sister brought me some of their, some of their product and I've, been, I have like three more bags frozen in the freezer waiting for me because I have to be on this liquid diet for like another week or so. So I'm really excited about, um, um, about having that so that I don't have to drink the nasty stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's really been awesome. I've been a little sore, um, pretty tired, um, your body's just adjusting to not eating, you know, not getting food and um, also healing. So you're using a lot of your energy, a lot of your calories to heal. Um, I don't have like a big cut in my stomach. I have it's kind of like if you've ever gotten your gallbladder removed recently, they have this new technology where they just kind of puncture. I don't know how new it is, but they just kind of puncture a couple of holes in your stomach, small holes, and they use a camera to see what they're doing. And then they cut what they need out and they pull it through one of those little tiny holes. Sorry if that's TMI again, but that's pretty much what they did. I had like one, I had five little tiny holes in my stomach, um, cuts in my stomach, I should say. And um, one of them was like a drain tube to catch any bleeds or anything that might have developed. Um, that was probably the most painful one, but um, I'm healing. Like I'm healing way faster than I thought I was going to. Um, my pain level is almost at a zero. I'm not taking pain medication, you know, so I'm, I'm really happy um, with what's going on right now in my body. Um, now, I, I kind of thought that I was literally only going to be able to drink like two tablespoons of stuff, but that's not what it's been like. Um, I can I can have more than I expected to be able to have. So keeping my water down has been pretty easy. I haven't really experienced nausea um, on the level that most people I feel like that I've heard of um, talk about after this experience. Um, I also was expecting to have to sit up or sleep upright because of heartburn and, you know, your stomach's a lot smaller. So there's a lot more more um, reason to, to experience heartburn. And I already experienced heartburn all the way up until the day of surgery. So I was really expecting that to be a problem, but I haven't had heartburn one time. That might be because partially because I've um, cut out coffee. So I think that was a big contributor before, but I haven't had any heartburn. I've slept like a baby. I've been able to sleep totally fine. I don't want to ramble about how great I feel, but um, I'm, I'm really excited. Oh, and... Um, and so in the three weeks that I've been on this, so two weeks for pre-op diet, right? Um, and then the week that I spent at the hospital and then these last couple of days, I've lost 21 pounds. So 21 pounds. I know that, um, that to me, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot to lose in 
what, three and a half weeks. And it probably would have been more, but the fluids and stuff that they gave me, like they pumped me full of a lot of fluids and you kind of hold on to that for like a week. But yeah, I'm really happy with the progress and it feels good to be free finally from that addiction. And, you know, I I don't want to give the the false idea that this cured me from addiction because that's not how addiction works. You have to continually work at it for the rest of your life, forever. You have to have your guard up. You have to have your boundaries in place um, for the rest of your life. And that's that's what I'm doing. And also, you know, I'm on I'm on liquid diet and I thought I probably wouldn't want to eat anything anyways for a while. But guess what? Like I do. I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know, like I, I I want to eat normal stuff. The holidays are coming up. I have those cravings. I have that desire. It does sound good. It doesn't sound like repulsive to me to have these things. I definitely still want them. So I'm having to practice self-control. Even now, this early in my journey after VSG, I am having to practice self-discipline and self-control. So I know that this is a journey and I am at the beginning of my journey. So, um, you know, continue to pray for me. And um, I'm excited to go on this journey and to share it with you guys. Um, And I'm also curious about what your questions are, um, what your experiences are. I'm learning that more people than I ever realized have had this surgery, have gone on this journey. So um, it was really cool to kind of see them reach out to me and say, hey, I've been through this. If you have any questions, reach out to me. That was really comforting to see that. So if you guys have your own experiences, please let me know. If you have your questions about my experience, please let me know. You can find me on Facebook. Comment below. You can do that. Um, And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode of The Brazen Truth. I'll talk to you guys again in about two weeks. Until then, have a great weekend and stay safe. Stay safe.